Hi, still, uh, still standing, still standing. Let's uh, honor God. Let's open our Bibles to the book of um, Romans chapter 7 and um, start from verse 15. Can we have that? Romans 7 and uh, from verse 15. Sorry. All right. Yeah, okay, here we go. Romans 7 and verse, from verse 15. This is the NIV translation. It says, I do not understand what I do. Well, that's a, that's a very bad place to start. I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate to do, next verse. What I hate to do, I do, I guess. And if I do what I, okay, sorry, but what I hate to do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer I myself who do it. But it is sin living in me. Next verse, please. For I know that good itself does not dwell in me, that is, in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. Doesn't that like, sound like some of us? For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do, this I keep on doing. Well, now if I do what I do not want to do, I mean, I know there are so many do's in this passage, just bear with, bear with Paul. Now if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is sin living in me that does it. Next verse, please. So I find this law at work. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. I think there's one more verse after this. For in my inner being, I delight in God's law. But I see another law, another law at work in me, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. Amen. Amen. This afternoon, um, okay, so, sorry, one more verse. Can you imagine? I almost forgot. Um, what a wretched man I am. This is why I forgot, because I'm not wretched. <laughs> Just kidding. What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? Amen. But the Lord bless the reading of his word. Today, I, before you sit down, um, today I plan on preaching or talking or speaking on the battle in my mind. Everybody say, the battle in my mind. The battle in my mind. Um, let's pray. Holy Spirit, God, we trust you that you will teach us. Lord, you would... Um, X-ray and examine our hearts, God, and you would, you would cause your light to fall into the darkest places thereof. Be exalted, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated in God's presence. Glory to God. Um, it's actually very weird, but I have to say this. Uh, I, I preached last week, right? But genuinely, it feels like it feels like I haven't preached in a long time, and that today is the first time I'm preaching in like years. I don't know why I feel like that. Uh, because when I left here last week Sunday, I honestly, in my mind, you know how, I don't know if I'm the only one who, um, like, you, it's, you do good, but sometimes your good does not feel like good sometimes. And then in your mind, it's like uh, something's just going on there. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Like, it's just like, uh, are you sure you did well? Are you sure you didn't do well? Like, you, imagine you write an exam, and then you finish, and then when you're, when you're writing the exam, you felt a little bit confident. But then you step out of the exam, and then you start hearing people talking about, like, uh, seven, did you see that number seven's answer was minus seven? And you're like, well, I got plus two times four. Like, <laughs> where did that come from? Like, but it, then you conf- your confidence starts to depreciate, and then you're going home. The only thing I think about is number seven. Like, there are so many things to do for the, rest, and for the rest of your day, but that's the only thing I think about, number seven, God of heaven. What's wrong with me? Was this wrong? What's that question again? You feel me? In the same way, last week, I, I left here and um, 
Honestly, I, I was telling um, someone yesterday that I did, not ha- did, I did not have the confidence to come back here today to try to preach or something because my, 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 um, my, it felt like all my, comf- my, all my confidence had depleted. Like I, I was drained of self-confidence. I had no confidence in myself, in my calling, in my gift or whatever. And I just felt like if I come here, I only waste people's time. And um, I discovered that, I don't know if you know this, but the greatest war in this world right now is not the war going on on some field somewhere, a soccer field or some uh, uh, 300 Spartans or something like that. The greatest war in the world right now is the war in your mind. Do you believe that? The greatest battle in this world is the battle in your mind. And somebody's probably like, nah, Pastor Manuel, have you seen witches and wizards? All right, listen. Have you ever, like, um, uh, okay, now, there's a, there's, a, there's a popular theory um, in, if you're Yoruba, there's a popular theory, right? And I know it's somehow true, but still, listen. When, uh, imagine if you're praying, for example, you're praying, probably in the middle of the night or something like that, and just, you just look outside your door or by your window and you see a cat standing in there. What does that mean? It means that the devil has come to pay you a visit. <laughs> Amen. And then your mind, you're like, Lord, what's rebuking you? You are praying, and then you start speaking in tongues and channeling the rest energy that was used to pray for your life and your spouse and your family into, onto one cat. And it's not like the cat said anything. Like the cat didn't say, I am here to destroy you. But in your mind, you're like, this is definitely from the devil. This is of the devil, nothing else. You feel me? The same way, um, uh, the greatest battle in this world is actually not in a field or somewhere, somewhere outside. The greatest battle happens in our minds. When are we, we, it's, it's, it's like, you know, if you ever watch Tom and Jerry, there's always, when uh, Tom tries to do something, there's always a good angel here and the bad angel on this side, white and black. You remember that thing? The exact same way it works in our minds. You know, if you watch any movie, you see there's always a good guy and the bad guy, and the good guy always defeats the bad guy. But we know that genuinely that's not how it works in our minds. The good guy does not always defeat the bad guy. The same way in our minds we have two compartments. It's, it's good, it's evil. And I wish I could say, come and say, yeah, as a child of God, as a pastor, um, good always prevails. But truth is, it doesn't. I thought literally I was, I was depleted in my confidence last week. The, the evil prevailed. <laughs> right? It, 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 it's, it's a war inside of me. It's a war inside of you. Some of us are just warring. Each, each day we get up, it's, it's the desire to not want to do something and the, the desire to still do it at the same time. Like, I don't want to do this because, like, okay, for example, um, every day you set your alarm from 5 a.m. and the time your, by the time your alarm goes up, your spirit is like, yeah, it's time to go, but your body's like, no, it snows. Uh, I want to sleep some more. Like, you want to do at the same time, not do. I don't know if, I, I don't know if this translates to anybody. Like, you want to, like, do something at the same time, not do it. It's like, something, two things are warring, are war inside of you. It's the battle in your mind. It's, it's, it's the most underrated battle in the world because, because it doesn't appear on a television show. But if God could perform one more miracle like he did in the days of Moses, the most, if, there's any, if I could ask God for one miracle, it would be that the thoughts of everybody here right now sitting should appear over their heads and everybody can see it. I'm telling you, if everybody's thoughts in this church right now could appear on our foreheads like a screen and everybody else could see it, I'm telling you, so people will just go out and never come back. They will never serve God again. <laughs> like, we'll be so unhealthy to even be said in church, like PG-18. So violent, so graphic. Like, you know, when you're trying to watch a TV show and they say, um, the, what you're about to watch is rated PG-18. 
not suitable for people under the age of 18. Like the same way some of the thoughts that goes on in our heads. We, we are, and, 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 and we see Paul. For those who don't know Paul, Paul was a very great man. Right? God used him greatly, that's what I mean. And uh, Paul wrote, as a matter of fact, he wrote the largest portion of the New Testament. Paul did that. And Paul, a man who wrote the largest part of the New Testament, is busy, busy here saying, uh, sometimes I want to do good, but I don't end up doing good. The bad I don't want to do is what I do at the end. Doesn't that kind of, that, that, to me, that means that nobody kind of is exempted from this war. I mean, we, the, there's a physical depiction of this war. It's, it wasn't mental, but there's a physical depiction. When, when we, we did it some couple of weeks ago in our series, Stronger Now, that I ended last week. When Jesus was tempted of the devil. Remember that when I preached about the devil coming to meet Jesus in the wilderness, tempting him, if you are the Son of God. Now, I'll tell you something. Some couple of hours, or sorry, days rather, before or prior to that temptation, Jesus was literally baptized by John the Baptist. You remember that? And the moment Jesus was, Jesus was baptized and raised up, the Bible says John the Baptist saw like a dove descended on Jesus and, and, and he, felt, he heard God say, that this is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Now what, is, what, was, the, what was the first temptation that the devil, uh, what was the first temptation the devil lodged at Jesus? He said, if you are the son of God. Doesn't that look like most of the things that go, like the exact same thing that goes on in our minds? Like, that thing that comes to, to question who you really are. Like, it comes to question your confidence. It might, like, it, like, I mean, that was, that was the same war in the Garden of Eden. God told Eve and Adam, do not eat of the fruit of that tree. But what was the very first question the enemy, that's the, the serpent, asked Mary? Did God really say? Isn't that what goes on in our minds? Like, when God speaks to us, some of us... The problem we have is not, that we, it's not that God does not speak to us. Only that the voices that rises up against it are so powerful in, in, in some way. Like, God is speaking to me, but is, was that really God who said I should do that thing? I don't know if this translates to everybody. Like, I want to do this thing, but it, I feel like I heard God say, take this step. But was it really God who said so? And so this opinions, ideas, and, 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 and thing in this pillar opposites, uh, uh, sorry, I said polar, uh, uh, polar opposites. Thank you. These polar opposites, polar opposite uh, personalities or or identities are fighting inside of us, and we we uh, uh, and sometimes it it gets us so bad, right? Like I said, the good does not always win, right? We desire we desire something. We desire to be freed from um, the voices that speaks in our head. I think it was a song. I don't know who sang it. Uh, my brother would know this, I guess. Um, it, it was, it's not a Christian gospel song, so somebody's not like, bro, Pastor Man, what's that? Uh, there's a song like that. Um, the, 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 the lyrics goes, I still see your shadows in my room. I don't know. Who sang it? Sorry. Juice World. Good. Um, <laughs> Juice World said, he sang a song. It says, I still see your shadows in my room. Now, I don't know who he was referring to. Maybe the stripper he picked the previous week before he sang a song. I don't know. But sometimes I feel it's the same thing. Right, how in the same room, like God and devil can literally be staying in the same room? Think about it in our minds, of course. Like we are battling between, is this God, is this not God? Like it feels like there are, there's a presence of two different polar, polar opposite beings in our minds. And like, there is no, and sometimes it's so hard because sometimes God is speaking to us, don't do it, and we are still hearing do it. You don't even know which is God, which is devil, and which is self. 
And so Paul is, Paul is in anguish and he's saying that what I want to do, I don't do. I desire to do good, but the good I desire to do, I don't do. But sometimes I get to do the good I desire to do, but sometimes I do the opposite. Kind of like most of us. We, 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 we do the opposite. And the crazy part of it is this, right? Um, I don't think... I, okay, this is it. Some of us, we have now drawn our, our identity from the thoughts that goes, goes through our minds. Like, imagine if you, if, if right now, right now, right here, right now, you, everybody here probably at one point in their lives did this. When a teacher beat you in school, you felt like killing your teacher, right? And the thoughts crossed your mind, right? <laughs> like, I just have to kill this person. But now, is it not, now, that was like in baby stage and you just probably just waved it off. But as we grew older and more mature and then if, if, sometimes we feel like the older we get, it's supposed to be less complicated, but then it becomes even more complicated in our minds. And it's like more, more cobwebs here and there. Because now when we think evil of someone, even if you're saved, and that's the crazy part, because some of us, we are saved by God and we, we accepted Jesus into our lives, but some of the thoughts that were dead before didn't go. Like, I don't know, I always say this, right? I don't think it's ever happened. I would be glad if, I would be glad if it starts in, this enlightened, in the enlightened church. I'd be very happy if it does. But if it doesn't, because uh-huh. I've, I've never seen it happen anywhere where someone gets saved, right? And everything they did in the past just disappears from their minds. Like, like someone who was probably addicted to pornography, for example, just says, I surrender all to Jesus. Amen. Just come into my life. Amen. I'm like, yeah, what? Pornography? I've never, never heard of the word. <laughs> Like, it's so crazy because I discovered in life that it's usually when you're trying to fight against something that it feels like, it, when you're trying to not do something, rather, that it, it not feels like that thing has some kind of power. Like, have you ever tried to not touch your phone for one day before? Like, not go to social media for one day? It feels like that is when social media now starts to call you, like, call you by your name, your maiden name, your father's name, and grandfather's name. <laughs> the more you're trying to fight something, it feels like the more you sometimes give in to it. Sometimes you, you're, you're trying to fight an addiction. No, I will not go to that website again. No, I will not watch that thing again. No, I will not visit that person again because I know that this is what happens when I, whenever I visit them. These are the thoughts. I, I will not do that again. But as, as much as we try to run, it feels like something just keeps pulling us back. I'm sorry, my moonwalk is not very good. Just manage. <laughs> Bear with me. But like, it's, it's, as much as we are trying to, it just feels like there's an attracting power that keeps on, keeps on pulling us back to what we want to come out of you know what, what we said we we, 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 want, we want to part ways with you know like it's crazy how like personally I, I'm saved in the, but sometimes some of the things I did in the past just flashes through my mind and uh, I said it so I've said it so many times and I, I honestly I, I pray that honestly honestly whenever I say whenever I say or talk around it I'm not always very confident I think I need to start being confident of some of the things God saved me from one of it was addiction, addiction to pornography. I've always said this. I always say, but I don't always have the confidence, but really, today I'm going to talk about it. Because when I was addicted to pornography, and this is it, when I got saved, right? Don't get me wrong. When I, said, when I got saved, someone's like, yeah, you never went back there. I went back there. Because it's, like I said, it's a pulling power. It's a battle with my mind. I don't always win. I remember one time, and this is probably one of the most stupid prayers I ever prayed. I was like, I remember one time I was praying, God, honestly, you see me. I don't want this thing. I honestly want to just serve you for the rest of my life. I don't want anything to do with this thing. 
Help me, Father God. But at some point I was feeling some type of way. I was like, you know what, God? Please, even if I do this thing, have mercy on me. <laughs> it is not because I desire to do that evil. But sometimes the good I desire to do, I am not able to do. And it's just, I, I, I somehow lose in the battle. It's the battle, battle that goes on in my mind and I don't always win. And um, so, the, and this is the crazy thing because sometimes you are trying to, you know, be pure and, you know, just be, you know, clear-headed. Imagine just walking into a room and the first thing that pops over your head is like, yo, nice booty. And you're like, what is, where, where did I come from? Like, <laughs> where did I come from? But it's, it's not like I desired, I'm saved for goodness sake. I spoke to God this morning. Not, not, it didn't happen today, I'm just saying. Like I spoke to God this morning, and how come a nice booty just crossed my mind? And now this is, this is the lie of the enemy. I would love to show you a verse. Can you please help me? This is the lie of the enemy. Because the lie of the enemy has been, to try, has been to try to get you to identify yourself by those thoughts that goes on in your mind. When you start to think that just because I think evil thoughts, then I am evil. When you start to think that just because I think these things, I don't do them all the time, but this is because I think them, I am them. Because identity, like the first identifying statement is I am. If I ask you what your name is, you say I am something. So identity is I am. And God's name is what? I am. So the plan of the enemy has been trying to, he's been trying to get you, to, he's been trying to rob you of your identity in Christ. And your identity is I am whatever. I am Emmanuel. It's, it simply means from God's perspective, Emmanuel, I am Emmanuel in God. Something like that. That's my identity. But the plan of the enemy has not been trying, has, has been to, to get you to label yourself based, of, based on some of the things that you did. Especially in your mind. Like, because I thought evil about that lady. And I lost that after her in my mind. Then I am lustful. Just because I, I desired, I coveted that thing that really is not mine, and I shouldn't be thinking of that thing, then I am that. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's like our spirit, and this, this, this thing I've been talking about is two different natures. Warring in our minds. It's the flesh and it's the spirit. Your flesh and what? Your spirit. Because... And someone's like, yeah, what's, what's the flesh? The flesh is literally not this thing. Actually, the word flesh, whenever you read it in your New Testament, actually the word in Greek is, I think the word sax, there about, right, S-A-R-X. And it's actually a representation or a depiction of your sinful nature. Right, because I, I think my mom used to say this, and it became like something I always said, right, that um, when you get saved, right, your spirit is saved, but your flesh isn't. If you walk out of this place today and I pray for you and you get saved and uh, you, you say yes to Jesus and all that and you walk out this door, there's always, that war is going to start at that door. As a matter of fact, the, the war is starting right now. There's a part of you that is like, what am I doing here? Why am I here? I need to leave now. There's a part of you that is like, yo, calm down. This, this, this might be something. And it's still worrying right now. But the moment you step out there, there's just going to be someone that will just do one thing, one bike man will just act anyway and just feel like cursing them and just feel like beating someone's son on the road. <laughs> but it's not, it's not you. It's not who you are. You are not violent. 
your mind is. Your mind sometimes is. It's, it's, it's the war that goes on in your mind. And the enemy has been trying to get you to label yourself according to those thoughts. That just because you are this, that means that just because you thought this, that means that is who you are. I don't know if, if I don't know if anybody's listening. Everybody's listening to this. I don't know if this is making sense. Because this is the war that goes on in everybody's mind, from the from the best of the best of the best to the least of the best. I don't want to say worst of the worst. But every in everybody's mind, there is this. There are just two polar opposites, op- opposite identities speaking to us. It's like the angel on your left and the devil on your right. Although, but it's more than that, of course. Now, I want to show you something. I, I want to show you an illustration um, that I pray that, um, even if you don't remember anything I preached today, which I really don't pray happens, but even if you don't remember anything I preached today, I pray, my prayer is that this illustration will stick in your stick to your heart, it will stick to you, and you stick with it, and um, you'll be able to, because the plan, my, the plan of my sermon today is to teach you how to win the battle in your mind. That's what I want to teach you today, how to win the battle in your mind, right? I am, it's, we are going to be doing it together, right? Because I also have the battle going on in my mind right now, right? I, I said it so many times, how sometimes I'm preaching, I can never forget, one day I was preaching, and uh, I, saw, I literally saw someone yawn during the service. And I went, and that voice just went, oh no, the sermon sucks. Keep your mouth shut, close the service, go home. <laughs> but who knows if the person actually walked all night? That's why they are yawning during the service. But I, I didn't know that, and the voice just took advantage. And that's the enemy, taking, taking advantage of what I saw in my eyes to attack my heart. Because the goal of, the, of, of those voices is to get to your heart. Now I want to show you something, right? Um, now... These two cups are your, um, I forgot to label them, so just, y'all remind me, so I don't put the spirit in place of the flesh. But this is your flesh, right? And this is your spirit. The one closest to me is the spirit, the one here is the flesh. Now, shout out to Obama. Sorry, I just couldn't do the unwrapping, so just bear with me. But, uh, <laughs> now this is, this can be, this can be any, any of these two things, right? And, uh, before I start talking about this, let me go back here. Because every day, every day of your life, this, these two things are present inside each and every one here right now. The flesh and the spirit is present in you right now. Right? Like someone once told me that, you said, someone once said, your mind does not have an anus. That's very gross. But it's true. Everything you put in there, there's no place to punch them out through. You might forget them though. But it's somewhere lying beneath layers of ages and, 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 and decades and all that. So, like, in each and every one of us, is this two present, these two things, rather, our spirit and what? Our flesh. Now, every day you, you get up in the morning, every day you do everything, you do anything. Like right now, you're in service, you're, you're listening to the Word of God. What you're doing right now, as you're, as you're listening to God's Word, is you're feeling your... Your what? Spirit. That's what you're doing right now. You're, feed, you're feeding your spirit. You're feeding your spirit. But when you go out now, when you leave this place, and perhaps you have this movie on your phone that uh, you know has this 
some erotic scenes, and although it's one of the best series in the world, but they really have some scenes that you should, really should be watching. What you do when you watch and pay attention to those things is what? You feed the flesh. Now, here's the crazy thing. Because now it's looking like it's equal. And this is a very bad place for you to be. Cause, and I, di I didn't plan on saying this now, I plan on saying it later, but this is a very bad place for you to be. Because when you are here, where your spirit and your flesh are almost at the same level, that's in your infilling, you give your soul options. That's, you give your soul the option to either respond to something from your spirit or from the flesh. I don't know if this is making sense. You're giving your soul the space or the chance to respond according to either of these identities. Your spirit or your flesh. But now, because we've got to be real, some of us, we don't ever feel this thing. This, this is like, like Pastor Man, what are you talking about? Like, I have this copy in my mind. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, it's always this one. Like, I'm always watching that movie. I'm always doing all these physical things and, and I'm always like, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't remember the last time I opened my Bible, but I remember the last time I opened porn up. Yeah, just this morning, 3 a.m. And I remember the person I watched. What you are doing unconsciously is you are feeling your flesh. That's why you it, you, it is what you give the most to that you get the most from. Do you get that? Yeah. What you give the most to is what you, where you get the most from. So if you keep on feeding your flesh, don't be surprised when you start acting like the flesh. When all you do is fleshy. Don't be surprised when you discover that you, can, you cannot even, you don't have self-control anymore. How would you have self-control when all you keep on feeding and feeling every day is your flesh? In, in, in which dwells no good thing. The Bible says in your flesh dwells no good thing. So if you keep on feeding your flesh, that movie, those kind, that, that kind of song, you, those kind of songs you listen to, that don't really edify your, your, your doesn't edify your soul, because your soul is the most paramount, because your soul is what goes to heaven. I listen to this. Your soul is what goes to heaven. I know you've heard that it's your spirit, but really it's your soul, because your spirit is it's almost like your conscience, something like that, that God puts in you. But the real thing that goes to heaven is your soul. Right? So when you keep on feeding the flesh, keep on feeding the flesh, guess what happens? Your soul will start drinking from the flesh too. Your mind will start to drink from the flesh. And that's why it looks like sometimes we lose. No, it looks like always we lose. Like, I don't want to watch the video. Uh, here am I. I don't want to, I don't want to curse people. I, don't, I want to stop cursing, stop using the F word, the this word. I'm going to stop that. But hey, no effing way. <laughs> you cannot ex exhibit. Bible says that. Look at. Listen to this. The fruit of the spirit. God help me remember all the nine today. Love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, um, self-control. Um, what's the? Uh, come on. Uh, patience. Uh, one more. What's the? I always. Oh no, there are two more. Um, patience and two other wonderful ones. I don't remember right now. <laughs> but now listen. It's nine. I just. But. If you cannot expect to start manifesting those, that, that fruit or those compactments of the fruit of the Spirit, if all you keep on feeding is the flesh. And guess the fruit of the, guess the, what the fruit of the flesh is. <laughs> guess what it is. Malice, fornication, envy, and some other, like, 
many others. I don't even want to read that one. Because all I want is the spirit. I want to be able to control my anger. I want to be able to control my mind. I, I, I don't want my mind to, I don't want the evil thoughts to keep prevailing in my mind anymore. I don't want it to happen. I want to win the battle in my mind. But if I continue to feed my flesh, in which dwells no good thing, I will never arrive, arrive, arrive at that destination. I don't know if this is translating everybody. Are you catching this? Now, for some of us who, who, love, who love God, so let me just pour this back. For some of us who you know, love God so much, we only open the Bibles on Sunday. We only open our Bibles on Sunday and we post some adversity in our WhatsApp status and just uh, remind people that I'm a Christian. <laughs> what happens is this. You feed your spirit. Yep. Pastor Mano, this is the word for today. And I was so amazing your sermon. Oh God, you blessed my heart. You, blessed, you touched my soul, my inner core, my spleen even. You touched everything in me. Right? And this is so wonderful, Pastor Mano. Yeah. On Monday, you meet people who, of course, will offend you. Because they're everywhere. And that's, the enemy has positioned these people to feed you also. And uh, when you meet people who offend you, guess what? You want to respond at, from the spirit. Right? But yes, you, you respond from the spirit. Yeah. Mm. We attacked that. Now, someone else comes to offend us. We're out. Nothing in our spirit to give. Nothing we can't give from our spirit anymore. So guess what happens? Result back to here. I don't know if this is making sense. Like we we are some of us we are going through life and we don't even we, we don't feel our spirit enough. We don't feed our spirit enough. And we want to go through with through life's temptations and trials. When we are we are we didn't put enough in our spirit's cup. Let me say it that way. Guess what we happen? At some point we will run out. But we seem to respond to certain issues. So we are going to have to start feeling, we'll not start feeling our what? Our flesh cups. This is why the battle in our minds can be so grievous, so bloody sometimes, and it feels like we are always defeated. This is why sometimes we are, we are trying to break, from, break, break free from an addiction, but it feels like you're always defeated. Always, no matter how, you try, no matter how many times you try, no matter how hard you try. You're always defeated because you cannot win the war against the devil using physical things. Right? It's not just about staying away from your phones. I don't know if, I, I remember one time, um, I said, I, I remember, it was around December one year, I was like, you know what, I am never going to watch pornography again. Demons up there, the Lord speak to you. Um, I, sorry. So I told myself, I was never, I'm never going to watch pornography again. So this is what I did. I put my phone in my phone's pack. I put it somewhere, I'm like, I'm never touching my phone until next year. Deal. I'm never watching television again. Deal. Never watching any movie again. Deal. I'm never using the internet. I'm not even using Google. Deal. Father God, yes, here we're here, we are here again. Father, we are here again. Father, we... Nobody told me, I went back and removed my phone. <laughs> because it's not just self-discipline, or just discipline does not conquer the enemy's weapons. You cannot conquer in your mind using self-discipline. Like, of course, self-discipline is good, of course, we expect that anybody who is fighting certain things should at least set boundaries around themselves. I'm not saying that is wrong. What I'm saying is, it's not about those things. 
For it's not just about those things. It's what you do, what you fill yourself with, rather. That's the only way you can win the battle in your mind. It's not just about, like, I'm not going to do WhatsApp anymore. I'm not going to use my, I'm not going to subscribe anymore. What if someone sends you free, free data? You land back on the same website you've been running from. It's very funny, but it's very true. We are trying to win, and the problem is not, it's almost like trying to, okay, this is it. Perfect illustration. It's almost like you're trying to go to war, right? But you don't have swords. You don't have any weapon in your armory or in your arsenal. And the only thing you have is the words of your mouth. You go to the front line, you curse people out, you shout, 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 shout. When war time comes, guess who will win? Them, of course. Because you have not started, you've not started anything in your arsenal to use to fight. You have nothing left in your arsenal to fight the thoughts that come in your mind. And that's why you always win. That's why, sorry, that's why you always lose. That's why it feels like you're always defeated. Because the goal of this sermon today is to teach you how to win the battle in your mind. How to overcome yourself. Like, you have no, you have no idea how I wish sometimes that I could... I, could, I remember telling my, texting my sister one time and I was like... Because I, I was... This is what happened. I was so... Um, she has it filled with the Spirit of God, sort of, right? And uh, I was sick, and I was physically sick or ill. I just felt very weak in my body. Very, very weak in my body. I just, I couldn't do the things I wanted to do. And I remember texting my sister, and I was like, I, I, I was like, sometimes our spirits wars against our flesh, and our flesh against our spirit. And it's like this, there's just, this thing is just not, one is not bending for the other. Like my spirit was so alive, but my flesh was feeling so dead at the same time. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Like I was, I wanted to do so much, but then, you know, it's so crazy how I am, in, we are encapsulated in this flesh and we cannot run from it. Sometimes I wish, I wish I could run for myself. Like if I could just run and leave my body here, yeah, I'll just look, looking at this, this thing standing here, but I am long run. Sometimes I wish I could do those things, but I cannot. And then we are trapped in this body. And so the only option is for us to win or lose. It's either, it's, it's either you win or you go down losing. Which do you prefer? Which do you prefer? Because the enemy will always come against your self-confidence. The enemy will always attack you with doubt. No, you're not good enough. No, you don't have enough talent. Look at like, okay, 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 you think you're talented enough? All right, good. Now look at everybody here. You see how that girl sang? She's nothing, she's, you're nothing close to her. She's way better than you. You don't even want to try. Don't even audition or you embarrass yourself. And the enemy attacks you with stuff like that. And because your spirit is not filled enough, you're like, <laughs> Like some of us, it's so crazy how we call like, I don't know, like the enemy shouts one thing at us, and like, it happens to me too, just so you know. It happens to even the best of us, and I'm not even the best of us. Like, it's, the enemy shouts at you like, you'll never make it, you're like, oh, I'll never. And we don't have any strength to fight back. I don't know if you've ever, if you've ever had, um, if you've ever fought before. Um, okay, and here's the truth, I, I actually, I hated fighting. Because most of my, I think it was SS1 or something, I fought, and I always lost, uh, for some reason. Of course, God understands best. God knows best. I always lost every battle I fought. And um, 
No matter how many times I tried. No matter, you know, it's crazy how you, by the time you're about to go into a fight, you precalculate how you, how you fight. Okay, I'll just carry a person from the leg and ta, like body slam, power bump, and just pop some rush them, rush some fists through your belly, and da, da, da. And you picture everything in your belly, in your mind, rather, until you get into the battlefield. And then they start hitting you, and you're like, what? And you're punching them, it looks like he's not even touching them. Like, <laughs> like it's so crazy. Like, I, thought, I plan on giving them RKO, but right now it's just like, I'm out of this. I'm out of this world. Like this battle, I have lost. And it's crazy how sometimes we lose some battles before we even start. Like one time, still fighting. Sin. This was the only time I ever fought in from in my SS2 CO today. This is the only time I ever fought, and it was um a friend of mine. We were joking. It was a joke, and then it was almost a fight, and it, la- it barely lasted five seconds. Barely lasted five seconds. What I remember. Next I know, because it was a boarding school. Next I know, my head was literally in the middle of the bunk for some reason. Like there was a little, like the la- the place where you sp- the ladder, yes, the ladder, yeah, where you're supposed to climb. That's. Do you, do you guys understand what I'm saying? Like bunk beds in high schools or boarding houses. Like the bunk beds are two up and down. The ladder one there. We, myself and my friend were trying to fight. Under five seconds. I kid you not. I just blinked my eye, closed my eyes, and opened it. My head was literally in the middle of the ladder. I have no idea how my head got there. Like I lost the fight even before I started. <laughs> but that's the same way it is for some of us, because we're not properly equipped enough. We're not equipped enough for some of the temptations that we will encounter. Like God did not stop the devil from coming to tempt Jesus. The same way we will be tempted, and God will not stop the temptation. But the real deal is, have you, what are you storing up in your arsenal? What's in your armory? Have, are you filling your spirit up? Or have you been for so long feeding your flesh? Have you been feeding your flesh? Now, for some of us who, the only thing we do is fill our flesh. We live our spirit is redundant. That's why you see some people who they say they ask if their conscience is dead. Because they have not for one minute ever thought of feeling this thing. The only thing they feel on a daily basis is this, the flesh. And they will keep on responding out of here. Like some days ago, it, wasn't, uh, it happened one time, someone was shouting at me. And in, in my normal self would have shouted back because I, I, I genuinely hate it when someone, people shout at me. I don't know, it just makes me feel, I don't know, somehow. So the person was shouting at me that day. The person, I don't know what the person was trying to say. But the person was shouting at me that day. In my mind, I asked myself, what should I do? Should I shout back and tell the person to stop shouting? Or should I just apologize? And I felt, yeah, you can apologize. And that moment, when the person had finished, I, I, just, I apologized. I said, hey, listen, man, I'm so sorry. I didn't intend doing it that way. I'm sorry. And the whole thing died down. But the only reason it did was because I had been filling my spirit to a point where I would be humble enough to say sorry. Mm-hmm. The, reason some of us, the reason some of us would never do well in relationships is not because we're not born to have relationships. Only because we are so stubborn. Sorry is just not, not in our dictionary. We don't know how to say, I am sorry. Like, I'm sorry is like, I am sorry. <laughs> And you, I don't blame people like that. It's because you, you know people like that are not spirit people. The more of the flesh, people who find it hard to say sorry, people who find it hard to be honest. Like, honesty is not. This came to me yesterday, and this is not by anyway. This is just 
a, like a piece of cake that you can go home with, an appetizer. No, sorry. Uh, what's the thing after after the main course? Dessert. Thank you. Um, this is like the dessert in my sermon, right? Humility or being humble is not a gift of the Holy Spirit. I think I said it before. Like you're not sorry, honest rather. You're not honesty is not a gift of the Holy Spirit. Like you don't say one of the one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit is honesty. No, honesty is like a tree that is cultivated. You have to cultivate it. The same way if you want to be a man of the spirit, you have to cultivate it. It doesn't just fall on you like that. You have to cultivate it. You have to go to the word every day. That's the point. That, that, that is why we have the scriptures. This is, I said the scriptures and I pointed here and I discovered that I, actually, I, I didn't bring a physical Bible. But this is the word of God. This is what we are supposed to feed on every day. Every day. We feel on these words. Like, it's the same words. It's not like it's changing. It's the same Bible. It's been existing for generations. When we keep on feeding on these holy words, we are feeling what? Our spirit. When we keep on fasting, we keep on praying, what we do is we are feeling our spirit. We keep on praying. We keep on studying the word of God. We, are, we keep on feeling. That's what, called, that's what the Bible says, that you shall fill us to overflow. That's when we, keep on, we start to run over. And you just say, how is this person so nice? How is this person so good? How come no, no matter what people say to this person, he always smiles, he apologizes, and he walks away. I, I apologize and he walks, he walks away. How does, this, how does this person not battle lust like we do? How does this person, how is this person always victorious? It's because they have been feeling their spirit to, to, till it overflows. But guess what? The moment you stop feeling your spirit, guess what? The flow stops. That's why, that's why you, can be, you, might, you could have been a Christian for 20 solid years who have been solid in his connection with God. But the moment you backslide, literally means breaking the connection with God. Guess what happens? You stop. And you will keep on, you would use, you would try to drink from your spirit and you will for a short while because you will soon run out. I don't know if this is making sense. Yeah. You will run out at some point because <laughs> no matter how much you try, right? If this is the only, if you break the connection, the Bible says that the, whoever breaks the edge, the serpent will bite. There's, there's a passage like that in the scripture. I never understood that until recently. What does it mean to break the edge for the serpent to bite? If you break this connection, you will be open, and the serpent represents the flesh for this thing to take over. Because I don't know if you've ever heard this before, but it is never possible. It is impossible for both of them to be empty. It is impossible for either of the cups to be empty, for the both cups rather, to be empty at the same time. One must be filled. And usually when you're not intentionally filling anyone, that's when you're filling one of them. I don't know if you got that. When you're like, nah, I'm not feeding my flesh, I'm not feeding my spirit, that's exactly when you're feeding your flesh. If you don't take the extra, because this is, I, I need to tell you this. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I need to tell you this. This is the spirit, right? And this is the flesh. Now, you might not know this, but based on default, ever since Adam and Eve, you heard the story, you know the story, you heard it since you were a kid. After it, Eve ate the fruit in the garden, it wasn't an apple. We don't know where people got the word apple from. But it wasn't, um, sorry, it was, ever since Eve ate the fruit in the garden, Causing the fall of humanity. Our default in feeling. Listen, our default in feeling, meaning by chance or by choice, or just like subconsciously, 
our default infilling, what we feel by default is the flesh. This is what we feel by default. As a child, that's why you don't, that's why you don't need to like, teach a child how to, how to do bad for the child to know how to do it. Like, I remember stumbling on some kids, barely three years old, and the next thing I kept on hearing was poo 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 poo. I'm like, where did that come from? But they're shooting in heaven where you all came from. <laughs> but of course, there was no war in heaven. But our default position, in, default in feeling, is the flesh. Whether you like it or not, you are, feel, you are feeling your flesh. Either you like it or not, either you know it or not, your flesh is being fed. It's default. It's the default position. The Bible says, For all have sinned and have come short of the glory of God. Come short. You see, come short. There's a break in that flow. And now this is our default position. We keep on feeding and feeding our flesh. But guess what happens? When you get saved, and not just here, because sometimes we get saved, like I preached some weeks ago, we get saved and that's where it stops. That's where it stops. Like, I, I, at least I go to church every Sunday. That's, that's good. But that's not where it stops. Because this infilling I'm talking about is every day. Because people, people will offend you every day. Like, you're literally just scrolling on social media and then you see someone just offend you. Like, you're literally just trying to just be a child of God on, on social media and somebody just does one thing that just irks you. Like, what is this? To offend, we, we get, we, the enemy has positioned all of these things for us during our week. It's like, um, it's like a driver's test, you know? I don't know if you've ever seen videos of driver's tests where you have these cones on the ground. Where, like, you must be able to, or there's this app like that, I think it's like a driver's, driver's something like that, it's a game, where you have to like drive, and there are cones around, if you eat one cone, you lose. The exact same way it is in our minds, and that's the exact same way the enemy positions all these things for us during the week. People will always offend you. Someone will always try to curse you out. Somebody will, people will just offend you. Someone will take your money and not pay back. Someone will ask you for money and you will never see them again. As a matter of fact, I heard one time that the best way to lose people is to borrow them money. They'll never come back. Like, it, it, it's, it's crazy, but it's, these are the things you meet during your week. Right? And if you are not, if you are not intentional about filling your, your spirit up, your spirit up, rather, your default position will be to respond from your flesh. How many of you want to win the war within? How many of you want to win the battle within? This is how you win the battle within. Thank you, drop your hands. This is how you win the battle. By being intentional about what you feel. Nobody, nobody is a good guy all of a sudden. Right? Nobody is a... It's, nobody manifests the fruit of the Holy Spirit by choice, I mean by chance rather. If, you have not, if they have not been intentional about filling their spirit up, they'll continue to respond from the flesh. So Paul says, what I want to do, I don't do. What I don't want to do, that is what I do. That is the war within. That is the battle in our minds. And battle has been trying to get you to believe that that is who you are. Like you are just you, just, you just have anger issues. You know how, it's crazy how, and I have a friend who does this, and every time she does it, it irritates me to my very core. When we, we you know these people who do this, that's just how I am. That's how, that's just how I am. You're doing it wrongly, but that, yeah, that's just how I am. Take it or leave it. You know those people like that? Like, yeah, yeah, I have anger issues. That's how I am. I am, um, what they call that, those people who have anger issues. Um, 
what's the word? Uh, temperamental. There's another one. There's a new word, cool word now. It's related to Kanye West. Um, come on, come on, come on, come on. Oh God of heaven! I've no stole time trying to remember the word. Right? Like, um, oh, I'm still trying to. The part of my mind is still trying to remember the word. And anyway, like, we, then we attach all these cool labels to it. You know, like I am just, <clears throat> I am just antisocial. Like that's just who I am. I don't like to relate with people. And we put labels on it and it makes us look cool or sound cool. But it's not right. Right? Like every, at the spark of any little thing we, and although, we although some are disorders, I understand that there's a space for mental health development and all that. But I'm saying that we shouldn't just sit around and just accept it that way. Yeah, I'm always going to lose my mind. Yes, I'm always never going to have confidence. Yes, I'm never just going to be confident or bold enough to do what God has called me to do. We should never give in to that temptation. We should never give in to that voice in our mind. When the war comes, the war comes. It is what you have stored up that you will fight from. Like I said, what you give the most to is what you get the most from. If you keep on giving to your spirit, you keep on getting more of graceful, grace like you just everything you do is in grace but like paul says every communication let it be seasoned as with salt grace but if you don't if you lack in this don't be surprised when no matter how much you just try you, no matter what how you just try to put it it's just going to sound dirty you keep on sounding dirty because this is where this is where you've been this is what you've been feeling this is what you will drink from amen and um I, to be very honest, this is not what I preached, plan on preaching today. I don't even have sermon notes. I honestly didn't want to have sermon notes today. I just wanted to be very real, very practical. Because I wanted to preach on something else, but with the way the enemy battled me this week, almost bringing me to a point where I, do not want to come, I did not want to come back here today. The way the enemy so fought my confidence in this week made me know that indeed there's a battle that goes on in our minds. And even if we are... Do, be conscious or unconscious of it, it happens. That is the, that's like the spirit of good and of evil. To do right or to do wrong. Sometimes we know what to do, what, how to do, we know what to do, we know the good we're supposed to do, but we end up doing the bad we do not want to do. We, we, we desire to, you know, for example, you're trying to work out and you're like, yeah, this morning I want to work out, but then as much as you try to, you're like, yeah, my spirit wants, to, my spirit wants me to have a good shape, to be good in my shape and all that. But the moment you try, like, uh, your body's like, nah, no, no, I can't stretch. No, I just feel like sleeping. Like, it's the battle that goes on in our minds the same way. And God wants you to win. But if you go back to look for when Peter, sorry, when Jesus met with the devil, when the devil came to tempt Jesus, guess what? The first thing the devil tempted Jesus of was this: If indeed you are the Son of God, command these stones to turn into bread. You've heard the story before, right? Command these stones to turn into bread. But what was Jesus' response? Jesus was like, "Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God." Book of Deuteronomy. Christ. Quoted, was quoting scriptures, responding to the enemy's temptations by quoting scriptures because he had spent so much time feeling his spirit that when the temptations came, he had enough strength to respond to them. If Christ had, been, if Christ had spent 40 days in the wilderness binge-watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians and binge-watching Game of Thrones or spending all his day on Instagram Scrolling, scrolling, double tapping, double tap, scroll, double tap, scroll, double tap, scroll, double tap, on Facebook, commenting on what someone's trouser looks like. 
I say, my guy, long time, well, look at you. If you just spend 14 years in the wilderness doing that, or just scrolling through people's status posts on WhatsApp, and looking at every group and joining every WhatsApp group possible, if you had spent 40 days in the wilderness doing that, when the enemy came and said, turn stones into bread, he wouldn't even hesitate. Because he wouldn't know enough to know that that is the enemy's voice that he's not supposed to respond to. But if you feel your spirit, you will have enough to win the battle in your mind. Um, I want to share something with you, right? This is very personal. I don't think I've ever shared it with anybody before. Um, like This is like confession time. I have a note I wrote here on my phone. And um, I, honestly, like I said, I genuinely do not plan on ever saying this. But I'm still going to read it. There's a note on my phone from last year. Um, what's, what's the date? Sorry, let me see. I think the date here was, uh, is um, good, 13th of June, 2021. There's a note on my phone from the 13th of June, 2021. It says this. So sometimes I'm walking about and all I'm wondering is if people can actually see through me. I'm scared that people will see through me and see the things I battle with privately. So I'm walking about thinking to myself, when will they know? Like when will they discover the real Emmanuel? Which is one of the reasons I don't like working with people who see visions and, and stuff. Because I'm scared they might actually see through me or see the me that isn't good. So it's like I'm walking on eggshells sometimes. Okay, maybe not every time. Just those moments when I feel so good and I'm not thinking those thoughts and I'm doing those things and all I feel is God in those moments. Others, feels like shells everywhere. This was my thought on the 13th of June, 2021. Almost a year ago now. I wrote you down. Because genuinely, this is how I feel. And I guess this is how some of us feel. It's okay if you say you don't ever battle in your mind. It's okay if, if your mind always tells you yes. As a matter of fact, if your mind always tells you yes, I guess in deliverance. Because it means you've, you've never even tried to feel your spirit before. It means your spirit is not even active at all. If your mind, if your mind does not wrestle, that means you've never activated your spirit before. If your mind does not struggle between what is good and what, I, what is not, then that means you have never tried for one day to feel your spirit before. So I don't know if you've ever battled in your mind before. I have. I do this almost every day. The battle is, is nearly every day that I am battling in my mind. My courage, my confidence. Am I really cold? Or did I call myself? Things like that. Like, I'm, are you sure I'm supposed to be a pastor? Am I just, I don't know, just supposed to be somewhere at the back, just sweeping the church? What if that's what God has called me to be? Like, the enemy says, if, like, if, if truly you are the son of God, the same way the enemy comes to tell me, if truly you are called by God, if truly you are saved. I don't know if you ever felt like that. If truly you are saved. Are you truly saved at all? You know, the enemy, he doesn't have any new, it's, it's not, the enemy doesn't have new tactics, it's just different strategies. Like, it's the same thing he wants. Like, there are three, Bible says there are three, three things. It says the pride of life, the uh, loss of the eyes, the uh, what's, loss of the flesh, thank you, and the pride of life. Those are the only three things the enemy, uh, uh, um, the major, like, major three fruits that's, that the enemy tries to, uh, I, I, I don't know, the words I'm feeling, I'm lacking my dictionary, I'm vocabulary right now. But those are the major three things the enemy 
um, wants you to possess, right? That's the loss of the flesh, the loss of the eyes, loss of the flesh, that sin, canal things, loss of the eyes, pleasure, material things, and the pride of life. Exalting yourself more than you are. So the three things. And it's, it has always been those three things. Always. Only that we don't always feel like it. Like it doesn't always come that way. The enemy doesn't come and say, yeah, I'm trying to attack you with the pride of life. No. Strategy. The enemy uses strategy, strategy, strategy. And so the enemy will come to you and sometimes, you know how sometimes the enemy sound, our thoughts, all right. Sometimes some of the thoughts that crosses our mind, and I need to tell you this, and I pray that this is a burden lifter for someone who has been struggling in their thoughts, especially the, the naughty thoughts, the dark thoughts, the thoughts nobody should hear of or should ever know of. Those thoughts are not you. They are not your thoughts. But the enemy will do a good job by making them sound like just because you hear them in your head, then they are yours. Like just because those thoughts are what goes on in your head, then that means you are the one who is thinking these things. You know, it's, how, it's so crazy how you can just be walking on the street and some wrong thought can just pass through your mind. That's not you. That's not you. That's not your thought. That is the enemy who would try to convince you so you can believe it. That since it is my thought, then that is me. Since this thought is going on in my head, then this is who I am. The enemy has been trying to get you to buy his bag of lies. And the Bible says, this is said from the, from, right from the beginning, he's the father of all liars. That is all he does. He lies and lies and lies. He does no other job than lying. Trying to convince you. Trying to, t- trying to deceive you. That's all he does. He's a deceiver. And he does not do any other thing than that. Like morning, afternoon, night, he deceives. That's all the enemy does. And he's been trying to deceive you into believing that you're not gifted by God or that your gift does not matter, that you're not called by God or that your calling does not matter. He's been trying to convince you that you're not even significant at all. The enemy has been trying to convince you wrongly. That's in opposition. His voice is in opposition with the voice of God in your heart, in your mind. And that is the battle in your mind. And you must win. It's been our feet, everybody. You must win. You must win. Listen, guys. Um, if there's any, if there's any greater desire, right, that I have, is that this sermon will not just be one you you hear and just yeah, yeah, that's that's a very cool sermon. Or, yeah, I, I don't relate to it. But it's one that you'd listen to and you would let it breathe in your heart. Because my prayer is, is not, my prayer is not that God will stop the battle because it, would, it has to happen. Even Christ did not, say, did not tell the devil, get behind me the moment he's there tempting Jesus. But you responded from the Spirit. That's how he won. And Bible says, look at, guess what, guess what, everybody. Bible says this, in that same look form, Bible says the enemy withdrew after Jesus, after the third question. That's after he showed Jesus uh, the entire world and said, I will give you all of these things. And Jesus said, I will not worship, it's the reason that I should, that I should worship only the Lord thy God. Bible says, sorry. The Bible says that the enemy withdrew to tempt him another time. It's in the Bible, you can read your Bibles. Matthew 4, look 4. Bible says the enemy, the devil withdrew to try him again some other time. So it's not just about winning one time. 
It's not just about, like, I know one time I said one time that that day you do not give in to that temptation or that addiction, clap for yourself. That's a thing to celebrate, and indeed it is. But I want you to know that that's no way it all ends. Like, just because you were able to not get angry at that person today, or, you, you, or just because you did not lose your temper, does not mean you cannot another time. Another time. So what I'm begging everyone here, and everyone listening online, whatever, please, please and please, always feed your spirit. Always study God's word. Always study God's word. It's like, it's like fire in your bones when you study the word of God. It, it, it invigorates you. I was feeling weak this morning, but I, opened, I just cracked open my, my Bible and I started reading. I don't even know how many books I read, how many chapters I read. I just kept on reading, kept on going. I read Psalms 119. And it's passage, the verse there that says, that invigorate me. It says, invigorate my life. That strengthen me so I can praise you even more. This, this is what happens when, even when you feel weak, because at some point we feel weak. In our, in our bodies, we feel weak. And that's why we sometimes give in to our addictions, because we feel weak and we're not strong enough to fight. But that's what the Word of God does. He strengthens you. Bow your heads all over this place. I just want you to speak to God this very moment and ask that He fuels you up. As long as He says, fill me up till I overflow. That's the point. Till I overflow. Because if God doesn't fill you, fill you the enemy will. If God does not fill you with, uh, 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 with the words of life and confidence, the enemy will fill you with doubt, with, with self-doubt. And the only thing you will keep on doing every day is doubt yourself. Doubt God. Doubt yourself. Doubt God over and over again. As that the Holy Spirit fills you with life. For in him is light, was light, and the light was the light of men. And the light was the life of men. And the life was the light of men, rather. In him is life. And in that life we have light. In his light we have life too. The life that you desire, you and I, is in the word of God. Is in the word. Who is Jesus personified? I just want you to ask the Holy Spirit fills you up. God, fill those people up, Holy Spirit. Fill us up. We don't want to, we don't want to abide by the ways of the flesh anymore. We want to subject our flesh. That's our sinful nature. Paul says it this way. He says, take off the old garment and put on the new garment. That's the spirit nature. Put on the spirit nature, the one that has been saved by God. Put on the spirit nature. Holy Spirit, this is our prayer, God, that you would fill us up. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. I still closed. Um, the goal of okay, let me say this way: the the uh, what what sustains you in this world, right? Just the same way, um, just the same way, uh, we our, our bodies function is what we fill ourselves with is what sustains us during the way. And um, if there's anything I desire this, in this present moment is that you fill yourself with the Holy Spirit. That you are filled with the Holy Spirit. Not, not just that you speak in tongues, no, no, no. That you are continually filled with the Holy Spirit. And so if you have never been filled with the Holy Spirit, now is the chance. I'll pray for you and I pray that God will fill you with His Spirit. But before I get to say that, I have to say this. Before I say, talk about being filled with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit cannot dwell in a heart that does not have God to begin with. So this is the chance. If you've never gotten saved, or if you know that you got saved at some point, but to be honest with yourself, you've drifted far away from the real thing. This is the chance. At kind of 30, I want you to just slip your hand up, and we'll pray together as a church. 
Not every eye has, is, is closed right now, but God sees you. If you know that now is the moment, one, this is the moment, this is the day of salvation, Bible says. Two, this is the same decision that I took. And, he, and God took me from who I used to be, someone who was addicted to pornography and, and, and all of these things. And I'm not perfect now, but I am progressing. Not into perfection, I am progressing. God is progressing me every day. Three, if you're that person, I want you to just slip your hand up right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Church, I want us to pray this prayer together. Everybody say it with a very loud voice and confidence. Say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus I, thank you I thank you for your love, for your love and your life. life. For I do not deserve it. I could not work for it, not work for or, it. Earn it. or earn it on any scale. The Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. I, now know I now know that I need you, that I need you. more than anything more than anyone to be my Lord and my Savior I admit that I am a sinner but I admit that you are my Savior save me renew me transform me and indeed now from now henceforth it is no longer I who live but Christ who lives in me it is no longer I who live but Christ who lives in me it is no longer I who live but Christ who lives in me, for by his death and his resurrection, on the cross and from the grave, it has availed to me the position of the righteousness of God in Christ. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Give God a big shout, everybody. Amen. Listen, man, if you just made that decision, that is the best decision you've ever made every other decision comes after this but before i say what i want to say just eyes every eye still closed every head still bowed now this is i want to pray for the holy spirit to come upon all of us today i want to pray that the holy spirit fills us up that he takes over we don't want our flesh steering the wheel of our decisions anymore we don't want our flesh to decide for us which what or what we sh what we should or what shouldn't do let, we want to be led by the Spirit of God. The Bible says, for them that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For those that are led by the flesh, guess what? They are not the sons of God. They are not daughters of the Most High. Because they are ruled by the flesh, in which dwells no good thing. And so they are ruled by the enemy, the devil himself. And so if you want to be filled and led by the Spirit, I just want, you to just, I just want everybody to lift their hands right now. Every heart centered on Jesus. Every hand lifted. Every heart centered on Jesus. Every hand lifted. Every heart centered on Jesus. Bible says that how much more will the Father give us much gifts through His Son Jesus? And the greatest gift of all after salvation is His Holy Spirit. The Comforter, like He says in John 14, 21, who shall teach us all things. That means He shall lead us I would say it shall guide us into all truths. That's John 15. And this is the spirit that we ask for, Holy Spirit. Every heart centered in Jesus. God, we ask, Holy Spirit, I ask God that you would fill your, your children with your spirit right now. That your spirit would descend like in the days on the day of Pentecost. That it would fill their hearts, God. Change their hearts' language from earthly canal things and themes God into heavenly things that you would renew their minds Holy Spirit I just want you to be silent at this very moment every heart in Jesus
Don't say amen. Just every heart on Jesus. Holy Spirit, feel your children. God, I ask that you feel them, God. That you permeate every corner, every part of their hearts and their lives right now. Holy Spirit, we welcome you into each and every one of those vessels. God, we welcome you, Holy Spirit. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. I just want you to whisper under your breath. Say, I welcome you, Holy Spirit. I welcome you, Holy Spirit. I want everybody doing this. I welcome you, Holy Spirit. I welcome you, Holy Spirit. I welcome you, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we welcome you to come and take preeminence. We welcome you, Holy Spirit, into each and every one of these hearts. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, most holy, Holy Spirit divine. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. Take charge, Holy Spirit. Take charge, Holy Spirit. Come upon us in a new way. Come upon your children. Fill us up with your power. Fill us with your spirit. God, fill us with your Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, we welcome you into each and every life in this place right now. Holy Spirit, take charge. Holy Spirit, fill up these hearts. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I want you to say boldly, I welcome you, Holy Spirit. I welcome you, Holy Spirit. I welcome you, Holy Spirit. Say, come flood this heart. Come flood this heart. Come take over. Come take over. Come flood this heart. Come flood this heart. Come take over. Come flood this heart. Come take over. Come flood this heart. Come take over. Thank you, Holy Spirit. If you've never spoken, if you've never spoken in tongues before, I feel the Holy Spirit breathing on you right now. And he would give you a new tongue. Speaking in tongues literally means speaking, it means speaking with an elevated discourse. That's speaking in a language of heaven where you're able to communicate with, your, with the Spirit of God, with God Himself, through a special language. I feel, I feel God breathing that, that language upon you today. If you've never spoken in tongues, if you don't know how to, I feel the Holy Spirit breathing upon you. If you, feel, if you would not feel uncomfortable, you might just want to open your mouth and start speaking in tongues right now. If you've never spoken in tongues before, go ahead and speak in tongues. If you've spoken, if you know how to speak in tongues, still go ahead and speak in tongues this very minute. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I ask that you flood your children with your spirit, with your life. If you've never spoken in tongues, just open your mouth. The Bible says, when you open your mouth, I will feel it. When you open your mouth, I will feel it. If you've been stuck on your, on your tongue, I feel God extending it. This is what the Holy Spirit says. When you open your mouth, I will feel it. Just open your mouth. Just trust God. Open your mouth and trust God. Open your mouth and trust God. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. 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 Let your spirit rule and reign and dwell upon all of us, sir. Let it rule and dwell and reign upon all of your children in this room. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, oh, thank you, sweet Holy Spirit. Thank you, sweet Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Be exalted, Father God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Extend those tongues, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father God. Be exalted, Father God. I speak that every tongue will lose in the name of Jesus. I command that every tongue will lose. I command a breakthrough now in the name of Jesus. Let the Spirit of God break through the flesh and, 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 and the spirit of these people. In the name of Jesus, let the tongues of the Holy Ghost come upon these people. Cloven tongues of fire as of the day of, of, as of the day of Pentecost. Let it come upon these people now. In the name of Jesus, let the Spirit of God reside and rest. Find this place in the hearts of these people. 
in the name of Jesus. Let the Spirit of the Lord rest upon these people now. In the name of Jesus. Let the Spirit of the Lord rest upon these people now. In the name of Jesus. Let the Spirit of the Lord rest upon these people now. In the name of Jesus. Let the Spirit of the Lord rest upon these people now. In the name of Jesus. Let the Spirit of the Lord rest upon these people now. In the name of Jesus, the Spirit of the Lord rests upon you now. In the name of Jesus. The Bible says on that last day, in the last days you shall pour your spirit upon all men, upon all flesh, upon all flesh, upon all flesh. We shall speak in new tongues. We receive it now. In the name of Jesus, we receive it now. In the name of Jesus, we receive it now. In the name of Jesus, we receive it now. In the name of Jesus, we receive it now. In the name of Jesus. We receive it now in the name of Jesus. We receive it now in the name of Jesus. We receive it now in the name of Jesus. I speak it now in the name of Jesus. Let it descend upon each and every soul in here. Let it descend upon each and every person listening. In the name of Jesus. May the power of the Holy Ghost reside. May the power of the Holy Ghost rest now on each and every person here right now. In the mighty name of Jesus, let it elongate your tongues. Let it change your hearts. Let it change your lives. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let your wind blow, Holy Spirit. Let your wind blow, Holy Spirit. Oh, thank you, Father God. Let the wind of your presence blow, Holy Spirit. Let the wind of your power, let the wind of your spirit, let it blow, Holy Spirit. Let it come in now. Let this light fall upon us, Holy Spirit. Oh, thank you, Father God. Be exalted, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. This is a process. As you go home, if you've never spoken in tongues before, just continue, just open your mouth and continue speaking. It would come 34, 64, then there's a hundredfold. If you've been stuck on, on a level, God will extend you. God will move you forward. I feel the Holy Spirit say that. He will move you forward. Thank you, Father God. Be exalted, Holy Spirit. May your presence continue to rest upon your children, O oh God. May it transform us, God, from who we used to be to who you have made us to be. And Lord, help us, God, that this spirit would produce, would, your, your, your spirit will pro produce the strength to win the battle in our minds. In the name of Jesus Christ, I declare over every mind now that has been held captive, held bound by the devil himself. We speak liberation in the name of Jesus. Every soul battling depression, every soul battling anxiety, every soul battling doubt, every soul battling some internal issues. We speak now that every chain, every hold of the enemy be broken over every life now. In the name of Jesus Christ, we speak, we speak release now. We speak liberation now. In the name of Jesus. Christ. Let every heart function the way it's supposed to. Let every mind be, be, be peaceful now. May the peace of the Lord that surpasses all human knowledge and understanding. May he flood every heart now. In the mighty name of Jesus. Depression has no place in this place. Sicknesses and diseases have no place in this place. Doubt has no place in the souls. This bodies I see right now are the temples of the Holy Ghost. Not the temple of doubt, fear, sickness, diseases or depression or even anxiety. We speak peace and deliverance in the name of Jesus Christ it is so in the name of Jesus 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 I want you to give God a big hand if you're happy for what God 
has done today. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. I want you to tell you, I want to tell you that this is a real defining moment for you. Whether you've been speaking in tongues before, whether you have never just got to speak in tongues today, hey, this is a real defining moment for you today because today is when this is when God sets the mark for what He will do through you, right? When God sets the mark, right? It's like it's like when you buy a plot of a piece of land, and the first thing you do is before you erect anything in that place, you first said there's a thing they used to do. I don't think they do anymore. They call it. I think it's called a beacon. Or, or, or just something, it's called a landmark, right? Where you said that this land belongs to so and so. That's what God has done today. He has set his landmark on your hearts, in your hearts. Amen. So the more of the spirit that you fill yourself with, the more of God's word that you fill yourself with, guess what? That's the more God starts to build. God wants to build your life. God wants to build your future. But it starts from today.